minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, uh, focusing our attention on the 1 billion rand relief scheme for subsistence farmers. Now, the funds will provide those who successfully apply with as much as 9,000 rand each to help them tend to their small-scale operations. The Minister of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, uh, Minister Togo Titiza, said the government plans to distribute the money by March. Now, the program is part of the economic stimulus package for small-scale food producers. And to tell us a bit more about this program, I'm joined by Chief Director for Rural Development at the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, Clinton Hyman. Clinton, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ibonga, and good evening, listeners. Clinton, maybe just give us some of the, the background in the context to this particular uh, a package. We do know that there was a similar package, uh, I guess, aimed at supporting uh, small-scale producers with anything from seed to uh, other inputs, and uh, even, I guess, uh, with uh, any money that they might need in their operations earlier on in the COVID response. Uh, um, where does this fit into, I guess, the broader response aimed at targeting subsistence farmers? All right, thanks. Hi, um, Bonga. The, the first important thing is here that this is a <coughs> initiative launched in October by President Maposa, um, and it's called the Economic Recovery Plan. So it's really about post-COVID, and we, I know we're still in COVID level one, but it's about an intervention to stimulate employment, create jobs, and support livelihoods in the community. So where the first COVID intervention happened uh, under level five, under very strict um, conditions, and supported uh, smallholder farmers between 20,000 per annum and a million rand. This initiative looks at subsistence producers with significantly less income. Um, and, and many of the, the subsistence producers are un, unbanked or unbankable at this um, point in time. So, so that's a, a, the big difference. And yeah, so as we move towards the 75,000 um, subsistence producers that we, we're trying to target here, mm. we obviously um, are looking at, in, in, um, looking also then, and I just want to mention this, is the, the, the amount was mentioned as being between 1,000 and 9,000 rand, mm. and we aren't planning to buy um, livestock uh, or such. We are looking at buying uh, seed fertilizer, um, feed for animals, uh, things that will keep existing subsistence producers um, moving forward in the economy and retaining their self-employment. Yeah. We also understand that this money isn't necessarily in cash, but uh, rather in the form of vouchers. Tell us a bit more about that. Correct. So we we obviously want subsistence farmers to to support their, their businesses. And for that purpose, then we've um, entered into agreement with um, Vodacom to issue electronic vouchers to farmers. So as of that, um, as of the, the, the January period, um, subsistence farmers, subsistence producers will be visited on site, and then directly after that, they will be notified um, that they've received a voucher if they are successful, and this voucher can then be redeemed from a, a, a departmental approved supplier database. Um, and these supplies will be throughout the country. Basically, the subsistence um, producer will take the voucher in and then redeem it for goods that are on the list of a, that, that we have approved as a department. And the voucher can be used up to five times within a 30-day period. So it just makes sense for, you know, if somebody takes seed, 
let them take seed. They can take some today, and next time they come to the to town, they can take another lot instead of trying to move two big 50 kilograms of feed at once. Um, so that's how it's intended to work. Um, it is a 30-day voucher, and the reason for this is that we need to... Um, this funding is only up to the 31st of March, um, as indicated. So, so, so tell us a bit more about, about this process. I mean, I can hear you suggesting that uh, there would be visits. People would come on site just to, I guess, uh, uh, do some of the verification work. How is that going to happen? Because we certainly have heard from many farmers. I mean, just a shortage of extension offices within the system already. Yeah. Uh, are you looking to augment some of this capacity? Correct. Uh, the augmentation then happened to, um, we want to bring in as temporary employment, 6,000 youth, unemployed mm. youth, with from our National Rural Youth Service Corps, the NARISEC program. These are youth that are in um, skills development programs. They've, been, they've gone through some military training, etc., and they are out there um, in the country, throughout the country. Um, still many unemployed, but they have the requisite skills. And we also get a look at targeting um, agricultural graduates that are unemployed currently. So that will total about 6,000 temporary jobs for a three-month period. Um, and they will initially be used for the verification process. It will be an app-based process whereby an applicant will be visited or, um, and the visit will then look at the farming operations um, in line with what they asked for, the production um, inputs that they asked for. It will collect information about their household. It will geolocate them. Um, and then it will also uh, collect the um, identity documentation that we will obviously need for verification purposes. Because initially when you apply, you apply through a USSD code, which mm. is similar obviously to loading um, airtime. And that that code is fully funded by the department, so the application is free. You don't need airtime on your, on your um, device. It's not a smart device dependent. It can be one of those old, old um, phones. And it will then lead you through an application process, ask you what your ID number is, um, what language you want to be asked the questions in, um, what support you need, um, whether you're disabled, whether you're a military veteran. It will ask you for Mm. your full name and surname. It will ask you which province you're in, which um, district, and which is your closest town. And then after that, you will get a uh, unique um, uh, number, and this number will then um, be be the number that, that, that then follows you through this process of your application. Mm-hmm. All right. I want, us, I want us to pause here for a second. Uh, and uh, Clinton, uh, come back after this brief break. And when we do, uh, we'll take a look at, uh, you know, uh, just this process and uh, more importantly, some of the priority groups that you're targeting there, who uh, you've also mentioned uh, there in passing as well. We'll also take a look at the minimum qualifying criteria. And uh, certainly for you who's listening at home, uh, who is uh, running your small uh, subsistence operation, Uh, This is certainly one that you want to listen to. So we'll take this brief break and continue on the other side of this. It's nine minutes now before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope, and this evening uh, we are honing in our attention on uh, relief and support measures for subsistence farmers. Uh, This after a one billion rand relief program was announced by the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development. Now, Minister Togotiziza suggesting that successful applicants uh, would uh, get anything between 1,000 rand and 9,000 rand to help them tend to their small-scale farms. And uh, it's anticipated that this relief will reach 
uh, in excess of 75,000 producers uh, who are going to be supported with input vouchers uh, to retain self-employment and I would assume maybe some form of family labor as well uh, in many of these operations. And uh, I'm joined by Clinton Hyman, Chief Director in the department, uh, to talk about this. And Clint, I'm quite interested, I guess, uh, in uh, some of the target demographic groups that you're looking for here. You uh, have said as a department that you will target vulnerable individuals and groups. Uh, talk to us about some of the groups here that uh, I guess uh, could in all likelihood be successful applicants for this program. Uh, thank you. I, I think the first group is women. So uh, it is a government initiative to target more women in the economy. So we, we plan to target 50% of the applications we would like women to um, receive benefit from. Then we are looking at youth, age category 18 to 35, and then we are also looking to target people with disabilities, and that's a 5%. On, on the youth, it's looking at 40%. So um, those are the targeted groups. We're also looking at uh, child-headed households. There's a specific, when you do your application, there's a specific um, button or a that you have to push and you have to say, I am a child-headed household. Obviously, that will be confirmed by the Department of Social Development. And there's also then military veterans that we hope to uh, support. And there's also that option. And that, those, those military veterans will be verified against the, the database um, from the Department of Military Veterans. Mm. And, and, and and with that said, I mean, uh, I guess the, the other question that many of those who fit into those demographic groups might be asking themselves is, you know, what kind of information do I need to have on hand? Um, and I guess for the verification process, which will happen on site uh, and where some of the operations are happening, uh, what, uh, I guess, do I need to have an order uh, in order to uh, have the best prospects of uh, a successful application here? All right. I, I think... Um the first thing is you, you need to be a South African, have a, be a South African ID holder. You have to be 18 years or older unless you choose the choice of a child-headed household, um, which is in the application, um, and then you will get that special intervention. Um, you also cannot be employed by government, and you can also not have received any uh, support from the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development in the current financial year. Um, and obviously those are all checked against the ID number that the application is um, done with. Um, and then we also, on our, because the need, we know the need is so great, we would like to do, allow only one application per household. Um, and and that, is, that is really the, the crux of the matter. Once we get to, to visiting um, an applicant, we will ask that they please have proof of uh, disability um, if, if they've chosen that option. And we will also collect the identity documents. So those are the two most important things. And then, obviously, um, we want to see that the production is happening within that household. As, as we indicated earlier, this is for existing producers. And um, there are other programs in government for startups, um, mm. etc. So, so this is, is, is an intervention. It's a, a short-term turnaround. And I think the, the, the information is also going to be very useful um, mm. for geolocating uh, subsistence farmer registers for the future and growing this um, in the longer term. Talk to um, us about that. I mean, where are you going to keep are. that data? Where are you going to keep that data? But also, is there a prospect for some skills transfer 
for many of those young people that are going to be joining this as part of the National Rural Youth... Um, what's the full acronym of NARISEC again? National Rural National Youth... National Rural Youth Service Corps. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite a, quite a mouthful. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that is... Um, I think, well, firstly, as uh, everything is done on an e-platform. So the, 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 the two Vodacom systems that were acquired through a tender um, are then feeding into our um, Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, a long-term system. And this is the uh, centralized database that captures the applications, that, that stores the information, that sorts the information um, regarding the selection criteria, and it also provides us with a daily um, updated live dashboard of where the applications are coming from. Once, once that has been done, we also have um, smaller applications within the system, tools on one which to register um, the suppliers. And I, I think it's very important that we mention this, is that we, we have an open tender out right now. It, 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 it um, is in the Government Gazette. And it is for all suppliers in the country to register um, to make sure that you, they have the necessary tax clearance information, that they on the, are on the National Treasury CSE database. And once they have this, they, they will then um, apply to be a, a, a supplier for the department um, against which vouchers can be redeemed. And um, this is national. It's out right now. And it is running... And it, I think it closes on uh, under correction on the 17th or 18th of December. Mm. And once that has been done, then those suppliers are the suppliers where you would go and redeem. So, so that application that we've developed there will actually mm. track and make sure that the supplier um, issues the right goods to the applicant, sure. and the, fa- the the farmer also then signs off so that we have a trail that that of of. Uh, Good governance, but also satisfaction mm. of the applicant that they got what they asked for. And Clint, so I mean, are, are those suppliers transformed? I mean, because the big question is that this is not just an opportunity for the recipient applicants, but it's also an opportunity for some of those who uh, can potentially have their businesses as businesses where these vouchers can be redeemed. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a bit uh, um, obviously. So, so you can imagine we have a non-financial voucher that mm. is going into. Um, obviously, into a, a struggling agricultural sector um, after COVID. So there's a, a lot of opportunity for for suppliers to come on board and to provide the seed, the feed. Um, it's small quantities. It's not not all big. We're not just looking at big amounts. But so it does a, allow for a, a large variety of suppliers to come into mm. the supply chain process. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Because I asked that because, you know, ideally, I mean, I think with where many of these uh, producers are located, it, it would be great to have some of the suppliers uh, where these vouchers can be redeemed being the same, you know, uh, entrepreneurs that are close to them in their villages, you know, those right. general dealers that uh, you would no doubt be familiar with. But Clint, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, pleasure catching okay. up with you and uh, wish you all the best. And maybe just the last one, uh, I guess uh, the big question for many people is where do they access the support within their provinces? Or um, I guess, are you running this nan- uh, centrally from, from the National Department? The National Department of Rural Development is, is running the, the um, um, and we have obviously offices in every mm. province, uh, provincial offices. Also, the Provincial Department of Agriculture are 100% on board and partnering with us. The information is available on websites. And the USSD code 
um, that, that you will use to apply on the 10th of uh, December when, when sure. the system goes live is star 134 star 4536 hash. And that, that would activate then your application. Sure. Okay. Thanks. Clinton Hyman, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. He's the Chief Director for Rural Development at the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development joining us this evening. We're going to have to leave it there, folks. But uh, just for the last time, that USSD code, if you want to apply from the 10th, uh, which is three days from now, star 134 star 4536 hash. And Clinton Hyman, thank you very much for your time.